Hey everybody, it's Sam with West Virginia Overtime, and it is the best time of the year. It's March Madness time, and I am going to be breaking down the West Virginia Girls State Tournament. I'm starting off with Double A because those of you who have listened to uh, episodes in the past know that if I tried to do Triple A, Double A, and Single A, that it would be probably way too long and you'd get bored and wouldn't have time to listen to it all so what i'm gonna do is break it down and we're gonna start with double a first because wednesday is double a wednesday and all double a games take place on wednesday so that's where i'm gonna start and we're going to go through each game kind of giving you the ins and outs of each team and then i'll give you my picks and kind of tell you why i'm picking those but i encourage all of you if you have an interest in girls basketball or even if it's not just girls basketball if you have any interest in basketball you need to get up to the state tournament and watch a lot of these teams play you're gonna see some excellent girls i'm so thankful for my dad that was one of the things that when i was younger was my birthday present every year was that him and my mom would rotate days and they would actually take me to the girls state tournament and spend the whole day with me and then the next one would take me the next day the only thing was was they never took me to the state championships on Saturday, my dad said, you can only go to the state championships on Saturday when you get there. And so as a kid and as a player, that made me that made me work extremely hard to try to get there. I wanted to be there on Saturday. I wanted to experience that and go through that. Well, My basketball team, as a player, never got there. Luckily, I got to go there as a coach, and I can't tell you how wonderful state championship Saturday in the girls' and boys' tournaments are. It's just unbelievable. So let's start off with Game 1. Game 1, like I said, is going to start Wednesday, which is going to be March 11th. It's going to be tomorrow, and it's going to start off at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, Number 3, Fairmont Senior is going to be taking on Number 6, Pikeview. Well, I can't, you know, talk enough about Fairmont Senior. I have been extremely impressed with them. I've been lucky that some of their games have been on YouTube and that Ryan Decker, I can't give him enough props up in that area for his coverage of girls basketball and the articles he's wrote, the interviews he's done. And so I have followed North Marion, um, Fairmont Senior and Bridgeport all year just through his work and some other newspaper reporters that are up in that area. Um, Fairmont Senior they're the defending state champions, if you don't know. Um, so they actually know what the tournament is like and how it's set up. And I can't tell you um, my first time going to the state tournament. 
how different it is, especially when you play early in the morning, um, making sure you get a good meal, that you get up there on time. You know, you walk in and you gave one of the locker rooms back in the corridor and how different, of course, a locker room is set up when you're away from your home school. And they run the state tournament so well up there and you're told exactly what time you're going to hit the floor and when you walk out on that floor of course um they're at um the coliseum now and you step up onto that floor it's just a totally different feeling uh the floor is different from anything that i had ever played on when i walked on it as a coach and how the benches are set up and of course just how big it is but like i said none of this is gonna affect fairmont senior because they've been there before they know how it is they've been there done that and they did it last year so this isn't gonna be a new experience to them their record is 20 and 5 they lost to north marion who's the number one team in the state tournament this year three different times so actually without that they're 20 and 2 on all the other teams that they played and they had some really good battles with north marion this season and of course if we're going to talk about fairmont senior we have to talk uh, about Marley Watsoninovitz. I'm sorry if I butchered that name, but Marley is absolutely unbelievable. She was the championship game MVP at the States last year, and I believe she's a sophomore this year. She is an all-around player. Yes, she puts up some big points, but I think the thing that has most impressed me when I've watched some of her games through streaming or through YouTube is her ability to read things, not only on offense, but on defense. Um, She usually has a couple steals. She has assists. I mean, she doesn't care to go to the boards. She's a very well-rounded player, and it appears to me, somebody may correct me, feel free to, you can write me at wvovertime at gmail.com, or we're on Facebook and Twitter at West Virginia Overtime and Instagram, but anyway, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it appears that she's an awesome teammate, that her teammates seem to get along with her, and are always congratulating her and thanking her because she doesn't care to give up the ball i mean if you're open marley's gonna get you the ball she she wants it seems like what's best for the team and i can't say you know enough good things about coach Corey hines he's won two state championships in the last three years but this is a young team this, this is a team that has had to go through their growing pains all year. Even though they have a record of 20 and 5, they still had growing pains. Even when the final score may have looked like they were blowing someone out, they still had lapses in different parts of games where you could see that they were young and they were still figuring things out. 
But the thing that I've been impressed with, other than Coach Hines and Marley, has been how much better they've gotten defensively. From the beginning of the year towards the end of the year, they really communicate and have a good defensive team. Now, at 9.30 in the morning, like I said, they're going to be taking on number six, Pikeview. And Pikeview has a lot to play for. Um, They have won seven straight. They have brought their record up to 17 and 8. They have size. And from what I understand, they have two players that are over six feet. So they have the size and they definitely aren't afraid to use it. They hit the boards pretty hard. Um, Both senior players are Shiloh Bailey and Lincoln McKinney. From what I understand, this is more of a veteran team. And they have been playing together since before middle school. Um, I watched a video where they did some interviews with the players and coach Karen Miller. And they talked about how they hang out with each other off the court and on the court. That they've been friends since before middle school. So they're a pretty tight bonded team. They haven't been to the state tournament since 2016. So most, if not all, of this whole entire team probably never even saw them in the state tournament, let alone played there. So this is all going to be new to them. Walking in, seeing the Coliseum and how big it is, it's going to open their eyes. But, like I said, Karen Miller has been coaching for 24 years. And she has said this is going to be her last year coaching. Um, she's She doesn't want to coach anymore after this fight. And has told the girls that. She's made no bones about it that this is her last season. So this veteran team has a lot to play for. It's a lot of them's, you know, last hurrah. And it's their coaches last season. So they want to do something big. And while my heartstrings totally pull at that, I I really want to see Pikeville or Pikeview do well, just because of Coach Karen Miller and how nice and and um, great of a basketball coach she has been guiding that program. I just can't pick them though. I truly believe that Fairmont Senior is going to take it to them. Um, Not only offensively, but defensively. I uh, think, I have not talked to Coach Hines, but I am probably imagining, I guess, that Fairmont Senior is going to double down on the post anytime that they try to get it to the big players and that they are going to have some kind of plan of trying to box them out and get them off the boards Um, and not letting the post even get the ball, but if they do, only get one shot off. So I'm picking Fairmont Senior in this game tomorrow. Game two is number two, Winfield, versus number seven, Westside, and it's going to happen around one o'clock. This is the third game of the morning session, 
and so so you will see Fairmont Senior and and Pikeview play at 9:30. Then there will be another game which we'll talk about in a separate episode, and then this will be game two of Double A. And like I said, it's the last game of the morning session. It's scheduled for 1 p.m. They really try to make it start around 1 p.m. But they can't help it if a game goes into overtime or if something puts them off schedule, such as calling a lot of fouls or something. This game, I want to say, is going to start somewhere around 1 o'clock. And like I said, it's going to be Winfield versus uh, Westside. I have seen Winfield play in person a couple times, and I've gotten to see them streaming and um on the computer uh, a couple different times. They are number two. Going to be real honest with you, the very first time I saw them was at the beginning of the season, and I really questioned whether or not they needed to be ranked as high as what they were at that time. But they have progressively gotten a lot better. I they are very senior oriented. Um, I believe they have eight or nine seniors on their team. They have played together forever, and they have a record of 23 and two, with their only losses being Cabell Midland and South Charleston. Now, I do need to go ahead and tell you that they play in the Cardinal Conference. It's a little weaker this year in girls basketball. It is not as tough as what it is on the boys basketball side of things, which we'll break down next week. But um, Winfield basically just ran through the Cardinal Conference and it wasn't even close. Um, So with their only losses being to Cabell Midland and South Charleston, They have gotten progressively better even though they weren't playing teams probably that were up to their caliber. Um, I have been really impressed with their guard, ZZ Russell. And then they have what they are calling um, the Twin Tires. They're two twins that, uh, Emily and Lauren Hudson, that are basically the three leaders on this like I said, senior-laden team. Um, The Generals have been here before. Um, They won it in 2004 and 2006, uh, but they haven't been to the tournament since, I believe it's 2017. And so... I don't think that that's going to be a huge factor in their game. Plus, I imagine with them playing the last game of the morning session, they're going to show up a little early, set in the stands, and they're going to be able to kind of get a feel. They're going to be able to see the crowd uh, while they're setting in the stands. They're going to be able to see the court, how it is, and mentally prepare themselves for playing on this kind of stage because like I said they're senior laden and they appear to be mentally tough so I look for them to really get after that um coach Kelsey Spang she's really gonna have them ready to play now this is her second year coaching but I'm gonna be honest with you I've been really impressed with her how she's handled the team how she has um taken them through this season. They have a really active press. 
and they have solid bench play if they get in foul trouble. They she doesn't care to throw three, four, five players in at a time and give players rest or to correct them. I've seen her numerous times sit on the bench and show them on the whiteboard, on the clipboard, exactly what she wants them to do because they have such an active press. But because they have such an active press, they do go for a lot of steals. They uh, jump out in the passing lane and they do have a little bit of a tendency to uh, create fouls. And I think that's going to hurt them a little bit later in the tournament, but I'm really not sure that it's going to hurt them this game. Um, They just really concentrate on making you make bad passes and making you turn the ball over. And so that is what number seven Westside is really going to have to pay attention to. Now, Westside didn't start out their season great. They lost six games before the end of January, and they ended up 18-7 and seven because they won nine out of their last ten games, and they just seemed to be clicking at the right time. Um, they are a defensive team first, and their coach really makes a point – of saying that and emphasizing that. And if any of you have read West Virginia Overtime's Facebook page or have heard me talk on previous podcast episodes, you know that you are what you emphasize. And so their coach does emphasize defense. But they're going to have to cover Winfield inside and out. Winfield likes to shoot three. But like I said, they have the twin tires also inside that they don't care to get the ball to. A lot of times, um, the games that I have seen Winfield, they start off shooting threes and then slowly proceed to start wearing you out inside. So it's good for for Westside that they are a defensive team that's going to concentrate on that. They really believe in themselves on defense. They have a pride about their defense, and they haven't let anyone, let me repeat that, they haven't let anyone this whole season, even in their six losses that they had early on, score more than 45 points against them. So it is going to be tough on Winfield to find where the points are and where the openings are. Um, They are exactly like Winfield as far as they are full of seniors that are ready to play and don't want to end their season with a loss. Um, Westside won a state title um, in 2012 and 2014, and they were the runner-up in 2013. So they had basically a three-year run of going to the championship game. So their community is used used to coming to the state tournament and coming up here to win. However, I really don't think that 
West Side is going to win this game. And I don't think that they're going to hold Winfield under 45 points. I really don't. Um, I think this is going to be a game where if you are going to the morning session, I think you're going to be able to leave a little bit early and not worry about the outcome of the game in order to get something to eat in order to come back for the second session. Because I I honestly do not think that uh, West Side Seniors have the defense to shut Winfield down. So, Game 3 in AA. Game 3 in AA is supposed to take place uh, around 5.30. Again, that depends on how late the first morning session goes, how late the, the Winfield West Side game goes. And they do end the first session, make everyone leave, and they do their best to clean up and get everything situated before they let anyone else in. But they're pretty good about starting the evening session on time. So it should start right around 5.30. And it's going to be number one, North Marion, versus uh, number eight, Bridgeport. The thing that has impressed me so much um, about North Marion is not really just their record, which we'll get to in a minute. I follow Max Preps. The um, West Virginia SSAC has made a deal with Max Preps and they require all teams to enter things in to Max Preps. They did a deal with them and are using their app and everything to log in um, stats and, and stuff. So I watch Max Preps. I watch it more on the boys' side of things than what I did on the girls. But I did follow North Marion because they have been so impressive. Max Preps, out of everyone in the nation, now let me repeat that, out of everyone in the nation, North Marion in West Virginia is ranked 321 in the nation. And um, they have been ranked pretty high. And I almost think this is the highest that a double-A team has ended up being ranked in the nation. Um, We've had some great double-A teams, but like I said, West Virginia hasn't made everyone been putting stats and everything into Mox Preps. But... I'm not sure that anyone can say anything about North Marion that hasn't already been said. I mean, they are 24-1. and Their one came to Martinsburg, and it was a one-point loss. And it was devastating to them because they thought they were going to run the table. They only have two seniors which is different than most teams that we've talked about so far other than Fairmont Senior. Um, they, they have, you know, a, I don't know how to describe it any other way than 
they have a senior the they have two seniors but one of their seniors is probably one of the best players in the state i'm not saying she is the best player in the state but probably is one of the best players in the state one of the elite players uh and i'm gonna butcher her last name but taylor bio sachi i think um she is unbelievable uh the things that she can do and how she sees the floor I look for her to play on the next level uh, very easily and look forward to following her in her career. North Marion is no stranger to being at the States. They won the States back in 2018, and all of us know that they had their three-peat back in, I believe it was 2009, 2010, and 2011. Um, They are frequent visitors to the state championship game on Saturday. I am sorry. I haven't even went over Bridgeport, but I do have to break the news to you. They've already beat Bridgeport. Um, North Marion played Bridgeport earlier in the season, and they beat them 92-45. to um, so I am going to preview um, Bridgeport, but I do want to say that I just don't think this is going to be much of a game. Uh, Bridgeport is 13. Um, they weren't sure they were going to have a winning season most of the season. Uh, they were playing right around 500 ball And it wasn't until their regional championship game, of course, um, that they got over 500. And like I said, they're 13 and 12. Um, They only have two seniors, and they mostly rely on a freshman guard. And her name is Gabby Reap. And I haven't seen her play. I'm just going to, to be totally honest with you. Um, I don't know how great she is. I have read and followed the papers up in there and have seen um, her conduct herself with some video interviews that are on the computer. She appears to be a very mature freshman, and I look forward to seeing her grow and seeing what she becomes in the the next three seasons. But uh, like I've already said, I look for North Marion basically just to run all over Bridgeport. So, basically what I'm telling you, if you're going up to the state tournament tomorrow, I think you can kind of plan on leaving the Winfield game early and not missing anything because I think Winfield is going to win and win handily and you're going to have time to go catch some dinner and eat and take your time and not miss a whole lot in the North Mary and Bridgeport game. However, you better make it back by the second game. And we'll talk about that second game, like I said, in another podcast episode. But the game after that is going to be game four in double A. And most people that I have seen that are picking the game of the day for Wednesday are picking this game, the 9 o'clock game. 
it is number four Lincoln versus number nine Nitro. And I think it is going to be a very interesting game. And I think it is going to be kind of a strategy game. I think it is not only going to come back on can the players play, but I think it's going to come down to what strategies the coaches implement and players implement the strategies that the coaches want them to. So let's break down these teams. Um, let's start with number four, Lincoln. Number four, Lincoln is 18 and six, and defense is the name of their game. And I know I've said that about a lot of teams that are in the state tournament. So if you're a midget league coach, a middle school coach, or a high school coach that didn't make the tournament or anything, if you're not getting the theme of double A, it is you've got to play defense. You've got to concentrate on defense because defense is how these teams have gotten to the state tournament. Um, they have three players that score in double figures, and they're pretty close to each other as far as I think one averages 15 points, one averages 14 points, and one averages 13 points. So they are pretty well-rounded, well-balanced on offense. Um, but like I said, their main focus is on defense. They lost this season to North Marion twice, and they have also lost to Fairmont Senior and Winfield. So five, five of their losses, Alas six, are to state tournament teams. So they have played, you know, a pretty decent schedule, and have came up against one of the better players in the state at North Marion, and with Fairmont Seniors kids and then like I said Winfield is very well rounded and you know Lincoln County has had to game plan before about types of teams that Nitro is like I said Nitro is ranked number five they're 19 and seven and they are known um, pretty much in the southern part of the state just for their guard, uh, Bailey Goins. She is extremely impressive because she can score basically from anywhere. Um, she is a three-point threat, but she does not care to give you a jab step or a shot fake and drive. Um, I also have seen teams that have switched playing man-to-man, and she's gotten a mismatch on her and taken them into the post, and they've gotten her the ball in the post, and she has did post moves. I, I feel like she is very well-rounded. Um, Nitro's problem this year, though, has been when teams concentrate on denying her the ball once she gives it up, denying her getting it back, or when she gets the ball, double-teaming her. Uh, Winfield has already beaten them three times, and like I said, they did this by 
if she gave the ball up, denying her getting it back, or when she got the ball, throwing a double team at her. Um, Bailey Goins does see the floor well, but it appears to me that when she makes the pass to the open man or whatever, a lot of teams jump that pass or leave it on open on purpose so that they can jump it. Or when she does make the pass, that sometimes her teammates aren't ready for the pass or can't catch it. Um, so that has been a struggle that Coach Pat Jones has has dealt with. So I think that is going to be what we're going to see tomorrow night against these two teams. Like I said, Lincoln is a defensive-oriented team, so I'm interested in seeing what kind of strategy they come up with dealing with Bailey Goins. Are they going to double-team her? Are they going to uh, guard her very closely, deny her the ball, and not let her even get into a rhythm or get the ball at all? Um, but I'm also interested in how Coach Pat Jones has decided he's going to combat that. I'm sure he's watched a lot of film of Lincoln and knows their defensive strategies. So I'm wondering what kind of plays he's put in or reinforced in practice that are going to set screens to get Bailey Goins open so that she can get the ball either for a wide open shot or for a drive and how he is going to combat the the defense of Lincoln and so I think this is one of the more interesting games however I hate it's 9 o'clock at night. I hate that, you know, you're going to be up there until 11, 11.30. And I think this may be a nail-biter. And so you're not going to probably want to leave early so that you can get to Thursday's games early. Uh, but this is your double-A breakdown for Wednesday, March 11th. If you guys disagree with me, or you do agree with me, give me, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram um, at West Virginia Overtime, WV Overtime, or write me an email um, at WVOvertime at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you guys about the state tournament and double-A tournament. I'm going to be breaking down the triple-A um, side of things and the single-A side of things in future podcasts. So feel free to go ahead and subscribe to uh, West Virginia Overtime. We are on all major platforms, including Spotify and Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts and all of those, so that you don't miss any of our coverage of the West Virginia State Girls Basketball Tournament. And I will talk to you guys soon.